Hello, mamas. I know it's Tuesday, not the normal Wednesday, but I have a special treat for you this week. I have my really good dear friend, Brittany Wilson from the Morning Mama podcast joining us today and tomorrow. So it's a little bit different schedule, but it is going to be good. Totally worth a little switch up this week. And you're going to need to take notes. So make sure you grab that pen and paper like I have you do with most guests that come on because Brittany is full of amazing, amazing good stuff. She is a really dear friend of mine. We have known each other for years. We went to church together. We have walked through so many things together and she's an amazing godly woman Amazing mom, amazing wife, and amazing friend. Just amazing, amazing, amazing. (laughs) I can't say it enough. So I am so excited that she is joining us today because you are really in for a treat. You are going to hear Brittany talk about how to heal from your past, parent with a purpose, step into your calling. She's talking about triggers that are started from wounds in your childhood. Who knew? And then how to not get triggered, how to work through what is causing your triggers so that way you're not getting triggered. And little spoiler alert, apparently most of the things that we deal with come from three main pain points. I had no idea. And that is just the tip of the iceberg of what you're going to hear this week. All right, mamas, stay tuned. Hey mama, welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I too was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I too felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me, but I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important, and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loving life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. Hi, Mama. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to bring you one of my really dear friends. We've known each other for years now, and I moved away, but we still keep in touch through Marco Polo. And we get to actually talk face-to-face today through Zoom. And I'm so excited. She is amazing. She has a degree. I'll let her tell you a little bit about that. But she works with Restoration Theory. She has her own podcast. And she's just amazing. We have been through a lot together. A whole lot. We went through miscarriages together. And we've been through seasons of life together. It's like God just brought us together to help each other through things. And she is just amazing. And I can't wait to hear all that she has to tell you. So let's start off. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, what's your podcast, all the things. Yeah. Hi, Jen. Um, it's such a treat to get to talk to you live time. Cause like she said, we always talk on Marco Polo. I'm really bad at like live phone calls. So <laughs> it's so, so good to be live with you, Jen. Um, I'm so honored to be here. Jen is just someone that I look up to so much. She's so amazing. It's been so fun to 
just like she said, walk through life with her. When I had a miscarriage, she was one of my first calls because I know she had walked that before. And um, it like the conversation that I had with her in that season was so healing. I, I can't even express. So um, I'm just so grateful that God has brought us together. Um, and yeah, I love getting to be here. I, like she said, I'm Brittany. <laughs> I, um, I'm down in Southern California where Jen used to live. I miss her. Um, and yeah, I am a mama. Well, first I'm a wife. Uh, we've been married like seven years and then I'm a mama to, uh, Josiah, who's four, Ileana, who is two and Toby, who is eight months. And, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy over here. And Jen and I also just have like had our babies at the same last two babies at the same time of each other. And so it's just been, yeah, so cool to walk through all of this together. And, you know, my background is in, like Jen was saying, I am a marriage and family therapist and I got licensed shortly. Actually, I think I got, I took my licensure exam three days before my due date with my first child. So that was like pretty crazy. Uh, praise the Lord. I passed. Um, didn't have to redo that, but I was very pregnant and I was like, I really got a, please don't let me go into labor while I'm taking this test. But anyways, that's kind of my background. But, um, after my first child was born, um, I, I had a miscarriage and through that, that God really just awakened something inside of me. I've, I've followed God my whole life. I mean, with some rebellion in there, but I've always, always known of him. I've always, um, you know, pursued him when I, when I haven't been in rebellion. And, but, but after that miscarriage, God just took me to a deeper level with him and awakened something spiritually inside of me that changed me forever. And so through that, he called me to start a podcast, which was never something that I wanted to do. <laughs> I don't really like being the center of attention. Um, I wasn't really sure I would ever be good at it, but he called me there and um, it's just been incredible to see like what he has done through it. So I am now the host of the Morning Mama podcast and I help women heal from the past and um, parent with purpose and being present. And then also I, I touch on stepping into your calling because I'm all about the future. I love helping you become who you were created to be so that you can live out the life that God called you to. And it's just such an honor to get to share that space with women. And um, yeah, it's incredible to hear their stories. And I, I believe like the, the way to really be the mom that we want to be is when we first focus on healing ourselves and we can't we can't show up for them if we haven't showed up for ourselves and done that that work. And so I'm all about that. I talk a lot about that on my podcast. And yeah, I also work um, for my church. That's like a big portion of my life as well. Um, I'm so passionate about the church and um, God's plan A for the world. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, thanks, Jen. Yeah, I love it. And I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. So you thank you for amazing. being on here, talking to all the mamas listening to Restored Mama. I think what you're going to bring today is just going to be huge and so helpful. And it gives some more practicalities to some of the things that I have talked about. Your your just your wisdom and your knowledge on these subjects, I think, is going to be a huge impact to everybody listening. Thanks, Jen. You've had a big impact on me too. We just recorded for my podcast and I was like, oh, I need this because I've been trying to figure out all these things about how to figure out my time and how to like do this well and not give up because I keep failing at waking up at the right time. And Jen just blessed me by, she was on my podcast for my listeners, but she was blessing me in the process. So <laughs> I'm so grateful. I know it'll be the same today for me.
<laughs> Great. So why don't you start off just explaining what restoration theory actually is? Because a lot of people, I didn't even know it was a thing until you told me one day when we were walking, you're like, oh, you want to start Restoration Ranch? I do restoration theory. And it's like, what is that? So what is that? Yeah. Great question. And yeah, I love how God has just, yeah, intertwined us in so many ways. Um, yeah. Restoration theory is a theory that was created by one of my professors when I was in grad school. Um, I went to Fuller Seminary and I just was so blessed to have him as a professor because he trained with like all of the major uh, marriage and family therapists that like we read about in textbooks. And so he's like, he's legit. He's not just like a I want to say he's not just a random professor. I'm sure all professors are amazing, but he really is legit. And so he created this theory based on the Bible. And um, it's kind of this framework on based on the Bible, based on research about how essentially healing, what healing looks like, how to actually walk it out, how to rewire our brains in a way that we can change the course of our life, change our behaviors. And it just, it's, it's been so instrumental in my life because it helps you understand what you're feeling. It helps you understand why you keep doing what you're doing, what keep doing what you've been doing. And then also why your relationships tend to fall into the same cycles again and again. And so there's actually a really amazing visual component to it that, um, you know, if you want to know more, you can come and find me and, I'll, you know, there's videos out there to, to show you that portion because the visual part of it is so helpful, but I'll kind of unpack today just kind of the, the, the audio version of what it looks like, but it has been so helpful in my life. And then that's why I pursued it more is because I applied it first to my own marriage, my own relationships. And I just saw so much breakthrough. Um, I now like, you know, cause I would get triggered and I didn't understand that I was triggered. I didn't understand that I like when that had happened, I just, um, would kind of be off and not really knowing why or when that happened. And now I can like the moment that I get triggered, the moment that I get dysregulated, I know it. And that's because I've been training my brain and working this, um, theory for the last, gosh, I don't know if it's been a decade at this point, Probably, probably, maybe a little bit under that, but, um, it's been, been really transformative in my life. And so now I, um, I did, I use it as a therapist and now I use it as a coach through my podcast. And so, yeah, um, I don't know if you want me to go into the specifics of it or go for it. Okay. Specifics are great. You've talked a little bit about it and I'd love to learn more and I'm sure mamas would too. Great. Yes. So, Kind of like where I like to start off with is just the idea of we know our kids trigger us. Like we know that happens. I know Jen talked about it all the time. Like we, this is the reality we live in. And so un- understanding restoration theory can help us understand like why that is happening and what we do about it. Um, and I know so many of us too with that, like we feel so powerless over it. We're like, how do I not get triggered by my kids? How do I stop yelling? What does that look like? And so, um, this framework I know for me has been really helpful and for so many others as well. Um, I have an academy where we like really, I walk with you through unpacking this for yourself. And those women as well have just seen major breakthroughs in their relationship with their kids and their spouse and all of it. And that's in the, the beauty of it too, is it applies to every relationship, but it's so simple. So. Bottom line, um, we are, as kids, we are all wounded. Like it doesn't matter, um, who you are. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter how amazing your parents were. Like 
every single one of us gets wounded. And that makes sense to us as Christ followers, because we know we live in a broken world. We know that there is no human that is without sin. And so when we get wounded, um, the, the same thing happens to all of us. Um, and, and the thing is too, that it doesn't matter if it's a big wound, like big T trauma where you've been through a lot, or if it's little T trauma or just little things that happen in your life. And that's true for my story. It's going to create the same kind of wounds inside of you. Um, and then even if like somehow you go unscathed through your childhood, then you go to middle school and we all know like what middle school does. So we're going to get wounded at different points. Um, and it's just this inevitable reality. And so what happens is when we get wounded as kids, we carry these wounds with us throughout our life without realizing it. And the thing that, and this is like the simple part of restoration theory that I love, research shows us that we feel the same things again and again in different ways. We don't feel a bunch of different things. So like when we talk about like trying to, you know, you've probably heard people talk about like try and name your feelings. Um, and that can be helpful, but restoration theory and research has shown us that it's not just a bunch of random feelings. There's some core wounds that are like the core of what you're feeling. And it's not, it's not a hundred of them. It's not even 10 of them. It's probably about three of them. And you feel those same things again and again in different situation and in, in different ways, but it all gets boiled down to those, those three. And so that's like the beauty of how it's so simple. And so we all have about three pain points that come up for us again and again. And all of these are connected to violations of either love or a violation of safety. And so you can kind of boil it to, down to that. And I won't go into all of that today. Um, but for me, just to like give you some more context. For me, the things that I feel again and again are I feel alone, I feel inadequate, and I feel out of control. And those are kind of my big wounds. And for me, it wasn't, like I said, huge things that created it for me. Um, it was, you know... For example, my parents, um, they have been together for over 35 years at this point and they, you know, they have a pretty healthy marriage, but they're a higher conflict couple. And I remember being a kid and just feeling out of control and alone when they would have arguments and they, there wasn't abuse going on. It wasn't like anything extreme, but I just remember that feeling of when they would argue, just feeling so alone and out of control. And, and that's kind of part of what created those wounds inside of me. Um, and just how my little kid brain experienced them being in conflict with each other. And so um, that's the other thing, too, about how this works is that our brain, it can't distinguish between physical pain and emotional pain. And so whether it's physical or emotional, it goes into fight or flight mode. And um, that's when we go into our destructive coping. And so um, that's that's those bad habits that we keep doing again and again. Um, and so when we get triggered... Um, so what I mean by triggered is that we feel one of these things, one of these core things. So I feel alone. Um, an example I love to use and I'll kind of unpack it more in a minute. But if my husband comes home from work and, you know, he doesn't stop and hug me right away, that triggers my feeling alone. Now that wasn't created from him. That was created when I was a little kid, but now that same feeling comes up in my marriage, just like I was on that little kid again, but it's in a different relationship. And so these, these same things, they carry, they stay with us throughout our entire life. This coping, like back then. So when I would feel alone, um, I would do a few different things. Um, you know, I would feel out of control and I would try and control. 
Um, and so that looked like, you know, sometimes getting angry, um, sometimes trying to control with different, different situations, like with my parents, trying to control the relationships that I had. Um, and so, yeah, what, what happened was that I would feel out of control and then I would try and control or I would get angry, um, or I would get anxious. And, you know, when I was a kid, this in a, in a way would help me because I didn't know any other way to handle the situation. I didn't know any other way to experience the emotions that I was feeling. And so I did the only thing I, I knew to do. And at the time it protected me in some ways, but now as an adult, it's going to only be destructive to myself and my relationships. And so kind of a, a, a clear example of this is, is like if someone, you know, when their parents were arguing, went and hid in the closet when they were young. Um, and then now they hear like, th- this is kind of stereotypical, but maybe the man is hearing their wife raise their voice. Then that same man that, that maybe went in the closet as a kid hears a raised voice in his wife and he goes into a proverbial closet and just shuts off, right? He withdraws. And so like that same thing that we did as kids is showing up now in our current relationships. And the same thing goes with our coping as with the, feelings um, in that we all have about three ways that we cope. We do these same things again and again and again. And I already kind of listed my three to you, but we respond to different situations with these same kind of coping. So for me, control, anger, anxiety, and that is how my brain deals with that pain that's happening. And the thing, the thing is that our brains are lazy they they like just to know where to go. They like to do the simplest thing. And so when we were kids, what happened was these neural pathways were created where this wound, this pain point happened, and, and we responded to it with our coping, right? The hiding in the closet, if you will. And and now it's created a neural pathway. And so every time the brain registers that it feels that again, it goes down that neural pathway and it leads us back to that same behavior. And this is like what happens when, you know, you end up yelling at your kid after you swore today was going to be different. This is what happens when you were, you know, feeling, dealing with anxiety the day before and you're really trying to like get a new mindset and, and trying to shift things and you find yourself back in that same place. Your neural pathway is getting activated and you're going back to that place again and again. And it's so easy to go there. Your brain wants to do that. Your brain is essentially hungry to do that. And so it's, it, that's why it feels so hard to create any kind of sustainable change is because that pathway is already developed. And like, even if you, you picture like a, a trail in the forest and you know, if you go on hiking down a trail, the pathway is cleared, right? That, that hiking trail is cleared. The rocks are off. The, there's no trees in the way. There's usually not grass growing over a trail. It's, you know, you, you can tell where that trail is. And that's what it looks like in our brain when we have this pathway that formed as a kid. Now, if we're trying to form a new pathway, which is possible and we will get there. And I promise this is not the end of the story. I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, this sounds really depressing. Like, <laughs> we're just stuck here forever. Well, you keep no. saying there's a way to change it. How do you change? Well, uh, my question, though, is like, how do you even know what those three things are from your past? Like, how do you figure out what those triggers are? 
Yeah. Great question. Um, the cool thing about this theory is that you can go back to your childhood and like think through like kind of those core wounds that were formed. And there's like some specific questions that I will guide people in sometimes. Um, and you can go deep there, but you also can look to an interaction that you had earlier today where you got triggered and you're going to find the same words are true from your childhood or this morning. Um, and so either, yeah, either spot you can go to. And sometimes if you like aren't wanting to go deep into trauma and you're not ready to go there, like this morning can be easier to, to go there. Um, and it's fresher in your mind, obviously. And so. You know, sometimes I'll ask people like when you're in a situation and this is kind of where, you know, I said, and there's, there's so many complexities. I'm trying to like leave out some of the details, try and keep it simple. But, um, again, like the violations, uh, the wounds that were created were from violations of either, either love or trust or safety. Trust and safety is the same kind of category and. And love feeds into identity. So um, if you have a violation of love, that's going to contribute to a struggle with your identity. And and then if you have a violation of trust or safety, that's going to contribute to you not feeling safe, um, whether that's physically or emotionally. And so with that, I'll ask different questions based on kind of what I'm hearing. And so like, you know, if you're in a situation, I might ask you, hey, what did that make you feel about yourself? If I feel like, Maybe it's coming from a violation of love. So instead of like, what did you feel? What did you feel about yourself? And that question can kind of lead to that core answer um, of like, instead of just feeling like, oh, I felt sad or I felt, oh, I don't know, whatever, whatever word you might throw in there. It's like, no, I felt alone. I felt powerless. I felt um, inadequate, whatever that is. That's what you felt about yourself. Um, and then I might ask if I think it might be a violation of safety. I might ask you what, um, what did you feel about your safety in that moment? Um, or what did you feel about the safety with that person? And that can kind of lead to those core wounds. So that's, there's lots of questions essentially. I don't know if I'm fully answering the question. There's just, it's kind of a process. There's also a list actually that I have um, available. I'm trying to remember what the link is. I can, I can send it to you later, Jen, if you want to link it, but you send me the link and we'll add it in the show notes so everybody can access it. Perfect. There is, um, kind of a core list of core wounds that my professor, by the way, I forgot to say his name, Terry Hargrave, uh, Dr. Terry Hargrave is who created restoration theory. And so, yeah, there's a list of core wounds. And so actually you can even just look at that list and go and circle kind of like, what do I feel the most often? Um, and your tendency probably is going to be to circle about 20 of them because you're like this one and this one and this one. And so sometimes it can be a process to kind of, uh, hone it down because we, you know, remember research says we feel about three core things. And so to do that, you can just kind of reflect on different conversations you have. You can start keeping track in your phone. You can kind of write down all the main ones that you identify as kind of being um, you think might be some of your core wounds. And then as you go throughout your day, you can start like putting a little tick mark next to each one when they come up, like, Oh, in that conversation with my husband, I felt out of control and alone. Okay. I'm going to put tick marks between with those. And then with my kids, I feel inadequate. I'm going to put a tick mark there and you'll start to kind of see a pattern to kind of get to the, those core ones. But honestly, like that can be one of the, the hardest pro- parts of this process is figuring out what those core things are. Um, but. Yes, there is hope. There is a way to change it. Great question. I'm trying to figure out like, okay, what would mine be? I have no idea. 
I was thinking like just today, something that I, I mentioned not too long ago on a previous episode. Uh, we have some housing situation things going on and we just got a call this week that October 1st, we have to be out. And so we're like, okay, we don't have a down payment, but we're going to figure out how to buy a place because there's no property to rent where we can actually function for our nonprofit. So there's all this stuff going on. And I had this, I, I almost felt like I was having an anxiety attack this morning, just to be fully transparent. I talk about dealing with anxiety and how to overcome it a lot, but I still have it sometimes. And I definitely was getting to that point this morning. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm having an anxiety attack. I'm standing in the kitchen and my kids are eating their breakfast and I'm just like, feel like I'm going to hyperventilate. Like there's just so much happening and I felt out of control. So maybe out of control would be one of my core, core things that are contributing to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is part of why I am all about systems and planning because that helps me be in control. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, there's something, yeah, I won't go into that, but yes, I think that totally makes sense. I think out of control is one that comes up for a lot of people. I've noticed a lot of moms, especially, and I know these get developed when we're kids, but I, I just, I know that language of out of control just resonates with so many moms. Um, and yeah, I, it makes sense like that you felt out of control and that led to your coping of getting anxious. And I love like your realness. Um, You just bless everyone listening to you because, you know, like you say, yeah, I, I talk about how to overcome anxiety all the time. And here I am having anxiety, but that's like the reality. Like the therapists, there's so many therapists that have like some of the worst marriages. Like <laughs> that's not, I know that's not, what like you you have good control of your anxiety but it is a whole like so just because we, yes like it same here like i there's so many things i talk about that i still deal with like it doesn't mean just because we have tools for it and we have overcome a lot of it, it doesn't mean it doesn't ever come up like i talk a lot about anger and you know i shared that's one of the, my main copings and i talk about how to overcome it but it doesn't mean i don't have days where i don't yell at my kids like that's that's still a reality that that exists in my life, but we have tools to manage it and to make it less. And God is continuing to heal us and give us power. And so, um, yeah, I just appreciate your rawness and yeah, it's a lot what you are walking through. There's yeah. So much there. My goodness. This is such good stuff. All right, mamas, this is just part one tomorrow. You're going to hear part two. So don't miss it. Brittany has so many more good things to say and, I really want to make sure you get it all. So make sure you turn in, tune in tomorrow and we will see you then. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you liked Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.